Are we going? Mm-hmm. Ah, sweet. Okay. Oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. We're going on dates. We're trying to. Yeah. We're exploring the world of online dating. I love that we're going to like pitch this. It's like, we're going on dates. We're exploring the world. And each one's going to be like, yeah. still nothing. <laughs> I almost hooked up with a robot. Oh, I pulled my groin real bad. <laughs> Like this, this wall of chains is not decorative. Like mine, my wall of chains, that's decorative. So uh, we, we've both at this point gotten off all dating apps. Uh-huh. And now we are both getting like, we need Mental help. health apps. <laughs> can I, this is always where this one was going to go. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever go to therapy? Therapy, therapy. Well, Tucker, Tom, I'm so glad you were able to come in today, and I'm just curious, uh, what brings you in? A season's worth of misery. Don't bring up anything personal. Tom won't look at me anymore. I mean, listen, the sex is great. It's with other people, so it's great. <laughs> How is it possible to have a relationship with someone when you disagree with them at every corner? in your Like life? with every fiber of your being about their being. Every fiber of your being. Yeah, yeah, every fiber of my being. Both of you managed to find a way to come in today and be here on this couch together. Hmm. And so I just kind of want to take a moment to, to honor that and Thank also you. start to think about like, what led you here? I know he we've got me. a lot of false things. <laughs> he dragged you he dragged here. Me. We do have passion, but it's like a hateful passion, but it's passion. Deanna, how's it going? I'm <laughs> good, thanks. What's your name? Who are you, if you don't mind? Did you just ASL her? Huh? Age, sex, location? That's, a, that's an old dating thing. It is. Good yeah. job. Don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> I like cats. No. Um, my name is Deanna Richards. I'm a licensed mental health counselor here in New York. Um, I run a group psychotherapy practice, and we focus on all sorts of things. Um, within the, the POC and queer community and consensual non-monogamy communities, but relationship issues are one of our key focuses. That's like a much more impressive resume than anything I'm ever going to be able to say. In my life. <laughs> like the confidence in which you delivered that, I'm never going to have that. It's incredible. <laughs> Quite a list of things there that you put, um, but you said, you. what's your specific focus? So my focus, I work with individuals and partners. I always say partners instead of couples because a lot of people I do see are either polyamorous or involved in consensually non-monogamous relationships. So they might have more than one significant other or loved one that's in their life. Mm -hmm. um, and my area of focus is working with people of color who may identify as queer somewhere within the LGBTQ spectrum. I've got a quick logistical question right up top. Hit it. So if you're dealing with a polyamorous relationship and you have partner therapy where they come in for it, do they all have to come in? Because this is like a two-person couch at best. <laughs> right? <laughs> We've got this extra chair here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it depends, yeah. right? It depends on... So I think one of the the big questions, and it's the one that I asked you when you when you came in, was why? Like, what brings mm -hmm. you here? And so the why might look different for one coupling versus, uh -huh. you know, another, even if they're all having a relationship. So the why, I think, is really going to determine what the best modality is to work with people, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it makes more sense for me to talk to just you and get a sense of where you're coming from um, rather than kind of bringing bring the whole group in. That makes sense. Right? Or even bringing your partner in at first, right? 
mm-hmm. dealing with a large polyamory group. I'm sorry that I have so many questions about this right up top. No. It's not at all what we're here to talk about. It is. But like, is dealing with like a larger polyamory group more complicated than dealing with like a like two people? Um, yeah, sure, right? Because there's yeah. just there's more personalities, right? There, yeah. there are more, I think, different relationship goals. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're just juggling a little bit more. But I think it, it still boils down to the same concepts, the same couple of things that you need yeah. to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's not just like a healthy romantic relationship, but like a healthy podcast interviewer relationship, <laughs> right? It's for, like, example. for example. For example. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like how how can we communicate our differences? How can uh-huh. we communicate our needs? How can we foster a sense that we're being respected and heard mm-hmm, by the yeah. person that we're with? And what are some of the, the things that we need to do to keep ourselves safe, right, and healthy within whatever that relationship dynamic is? So I think those things exist yeah. in any, you know, a boss to their coworker that exists, friends that exists. An HR department for a polyamorous. <laughs> right, right. I love that position. The HR department for my polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'd trust you. I think you just take their side. Yeah, no, I would break you up. <laughs> That's fine. I got extra partners. <laughs> break me up with one. It's like a hydra. They Two don't more have, spring up in their place. They don't have my resume. <laughs> um, I think we will we'll we'll hop back to this. I think this is yeah. a this is a deep well, and I would love to get into it. But to catch you up on like. What happened to us, I think, <laughs> last last season, we joined every dating app that we could find. Wow. Uh, and we tried to go in and just get a wide example, just a, a broad view of what the dating world is like. And it was exhausting. Yeah. I can he, he only was a imagine. He was a veteran of dating apps, and I was totally fresh, never had used one. Uh-huh. And then I went from having none to having all of them simultaneously. <laughs> we came in and we... Uh, <laughs> We we did happen. We did tum- t- t- Tumblr. Yeah, <laughs> Tumblr's dating app. Dating app Tumblr. Uh, get on that Tumblr. Wait, no dips. Uh, copyright. Uh, anyway, uh, um, we did Tinder. We did Bumble. We did OkCupid. Happen. Uh, we did oh, what was Hinge? Uh, we did Kinked. Kinked. We did Kinked. Whippler. We, we didn't do Whippler a little bit. You did? Yeah, I got on Whippler a little bit. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a little bit of your episode with um, the developer of You Up, which was Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we yeah. also got You Up, by the way, it's with the developers we interviewed. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yes, so we did that, and then we came away from it just being like, it feels like to me, and I'll speak for Tom. Thank you. It feels like dating has changed so dramatically. The movies I watched growing up don't present the relationships that I experience today. Like, I think it'd be pretty fun if Prince Charming had to swipe on Cinderella. Oh my god. <laughs> modern update for Disney, I think, that I'm going to go ahead and cop right now. <laughs> what do you, do you, have you felt this as well, or seen this change? Oh, Is this a shift? totally. Yeah. Well, um, so I was born in like the early 80s. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? uh-huh. So quite a few things have shifted. Yeah. Like, that's a thing I can do now? That's amazing. Right? Um, but certainly, like, growing up, we didn't have, like, these dating apps Um, like I remember when Match first came out and uh, it was intense it was like you know wow if something can do the work for you there are these algorithms how does it work yeah Um, that was also back when like if you were on a dating app or I mean they they weren't even called apps then it was just websites it was just websites yeah yeah Yeah. and that was back when if you were on one of those you were a loser yeah like when those (laughs) first came out it was like wait you can you couldn't just meet someone like in real life yeah and now it's like I swear to god there is no one out there who's never been on a dating app and won't be. Yeah. Well, what's really funny is like, I remember that particular one and 
there was still a level of commitment you had to have to dating because you had to fill out the questionnaire and the questionnaire alone was like 40 minutes. You know, so like even (laughs) nowadays where you can just press a button or it reads, you know, your fingerprint and you're in and you say your name and maybe your location and like something that sounds close to your age and like then you have access. Here's a picture of like me eating a burrito (laughs) on the toilet. Right? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Just like the hoops to get on have really, they've decreased a lot from Yeah. when those first ones were, were coming out. So that's a huge difference. But I, I don't know, maybe I'm just like stuck in analog, but I still, I use some dating apps. I have used dating apps and a lot of clients I have used dating apps. Uh-huh. And I think there's a lot of value in them. Ooh, but... but. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but, better than a bot that's clearly upcoming. Right, I think... what I, One TV. It's not a surprise that you were exhausted. I mean, uh-huh. you have to really know like when to turn off. Mm-hmm. Like when, when to turn off because you can just swipe for kind of hours mindlessly and forget like what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Like it loses its own, it, it you know, yeah. becomes its own thing and, and sidetracks you from like why you actually wanted to date in the first place. Uh-huh. So I think there's like a lot of boundaries that people and self-care things that people need to put in place if they're going to be using apps like that. And it's cry. also a hit on your self-esteem. Like if you're not, oh, yeah. you know, like, I'll go ahead and confirm that. <laughs> yeah. I felt good on myself a year ago before I'd been on dating apps. Now, bad. Well, I feel an accurate portrayal of myself. Exactly. I was going to say, I think you've... you've... (laughs) Anyway. Right. It can become, you know, like anything else. You put things out there just to kind of see how many swipes you can get or see how many likes or messages you get rather than actually trying to connect with people, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, for most people, the, the point of dating, right? They want to actually connect with a person or people that they have some shared desire to grow something with. Yeah. At times it feels like, I think with dating apps, maybe especially in New York, it's like you put yourself out there to 8 million people and then you kind of get yeah. this, sometimes this resounding no. Right. Which is hard not to take personally. Even, even when you get a yes, sometimes I just think about like that 8 million and it's like, wow, like I got a 1 in 8 million. That's right. my success rate right now. <laughs> It's like, I just got a match. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like not unreasonable, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, yes, right? <laughs> but I think when you get to see or hear, you know, all of all of the no's or all of the ways that people are choosing to engage or not mm-hmm. engage with you, it, it gets a little bit harder to kind of keep your own self-esteem intact. Yeah. I feel like they should come with like a warning label. Yeah. Like do not use oh, after midnight. So nice. You know? Like, oh my God. Like the creature in the ground. Like nothing good happens after midnight, yeah. right? Like. <laughs> Or depending on what you're looking for, only use only after use after midnight. Yeah. Exactly. That's what that you up app didn't yeah. start until nine p.m. nine p.m. But you kind of know what you're getting into, yeah. and it also sets you up for like, okay, like I know I'm going into that. I know what I might be going in for. That's why I have trouble with like Tinder sometimes, is because Tinder is, I think, by far the most at this point like laissez-faire of the bunch. Because like it started out, and I think the reputation it got and was probably earned was like a hookup app. It was like very casual. All you have is like a picture and maybe a sentence. And now it's like, that's like just the de facto app that everyone uses. So then you're having to just navigate like, what is this person looking for? Especially like if you're looking for something specific, Mm -hmm. then it's Tinder is just like so hard sometimes because I don't know if this person's looking for casual or if they'll be offended if I ask them if they're looking for casual or if they're looking for something serious or if they're looking for like, I don't know if like they're in like a polyamorous relationship or something. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Like I just love the idea of like an app that sequesters itself and is like, hey, we are building 
a niche. Yeah, no, Tinder, I think, is, like, really tough for that reason. Like, you have to have, you know, you're right, you get one yeah. sentence, and I'm sort of like, make it a run-on sentence. That way you yeah. can jam everything in there. <laughs> yeah. Then somebody like me wouldn't talk to you, so like, where is all your punctuation marks? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> right. That's charming so that's, now. Yeah. <laughs> 18, that's charming. Punctuation makes you look like a psycho. <laughs> do, you, do you think apps as a whole whole are a positive or a negative or is it just too complicated of an answer too soon to tell on a whole i would have to say that they're they're a bit of negative Ooh. actually interesting <laughs> um interesting like a gavel sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like i have no i have no again i have no problem with them i have no problem with people that use right. them and i recommend actually for some clients i'm like get on tinder get on yeah. okcupid i tend to recommend okcupid more interesting um, interesting but <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't recommend them unless you kind of have some sort of like self-care plan in place yeah. because it can be so devastating. Right. And because it does have this addictive quality to it. Like it's really hard to like addictively date yeah. in real life. Like you run out of money, places close, mm-hmm. like you eventually you have to go home. You have a job. Right. But with apps, you're able to like quickly run to the bathroom and like swipe a little bit, swipe a little bit and then come back yeah. in a way that, that I don't think is is really good for the psyche or for the way that we want to approach like building relationships. So yeah, I find Tinder to be very desensitizing for that reason. It's like all you see is the picture and there's never like 10 swipes and then maybe we'll encourage you to take a break or something. Right. It's like, you could just go, man. Mm-hmm. You could just go and there's never a reason to that stop. That would be great. That would be amazing if they had an app where like after every 10 swipes, kind of like you get that thing on your computer. It's like, yeah. go take a break, go take a walk. <laughs> yeah. There's sun outside yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it would say something like, hey, take a deep breath. You've got this. Yeah. Be- Other people like you. Go talk to those people for a little bit. Like. To get some encouragement yeah. around, like, what are you doing this for? Why are you doing it? <laughs> wow. Getting some, like, self-esteem encouragement. Because it can be really demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible, a dating app that focused on your mental health I as think well. It'd be, <laughs> I think it'd be nice if, like, for the people that have, like, a lot of matches, or, like, a lot of people that like them, if they just disabled the part where you can swipe on new people, and they're like, you need to deal with your match, queue because you have, like, 900 people that like you. Right. There's no reason for you to ever be swiping on anyone ever again, because you have, like, a thousand people that want to date you right now. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Yeah. Tinder, though, I just, there's something about just seeing a picture. Like, we eventually both, I think, really started to move into Hinge because that presents you as, like, a profile and, like, a human. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Tinder is just, like, here's just, like, a picture, just, like, yes, 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 no, no. It's all just, like, quick reactions, and you stop looking at these people as people. Yeah. And it just becomes, like, a game, basically. And I found that to be, like, very frustrating because, like, when you come into dating, I think this is something we talked about maybe, like, last season was, like, when you come into the dating scene, like, the online dating scene, come in and you're, like, a fresh spring chicken, just, like, here I am, let's all try. And then you realize everyone's already been there for long enough that they're, like, (laughs) all right, rookie, let me explain some things. Yeah. (laughs) No one tries. Right. Everyone's done. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really jaded. Yeah. You know, it's like walking into like a really local New York bar. I don't know if you've been into one yet, but like, <laughs> How dare you? it's exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. You have to have the magic kicked out of you first. <laughs> yeah. Like I find that one of my frustrations with Tinder is people don't swipe with purpose. They're just swiping because it's like fun or because it's addictive or for like, we were just having like self-esteem, like just for the self-esteem boost. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here to date y'all. I'm here That's- to go on a date. Yeah. Not 
for like a little self-esteem boost, but like actually like to match with someone, message them, and then meet them in real life. I, that's so tough on some of these apps. No, it is. And, and again, like where we use the apps, like people, you know, you can use it on the subway, you can use it yeah. while you're at home, like in your bed. While you're on a date. While you're on a date, you mm-hmm. can use mm-hmm. it. Oh, so I think me. one of the things that's... <laughs> A detriment to that is that it doesn't, one, it doesn't, it doesn't actually do anything for you, right? Mm-hmm. So at least if you're on like a real life date or like meetup is one, it's not a dating yeah. program or anything like that, but it's one of the ones that I encourage people to like go and do meet because... Up. What's meetup? What? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain? Because you look yeah. like, yeah. Uh, meetup is basically like, it's more <laughs> to find like... <laughs> Your, your face was just priceless. Uh, what? Uh, no, Meetup is more like just for like finding friends. Like you can find people with similar interests. Like I want to find like a hiking group. What? I want to find like a climbing group. That's nice. I want to find ping pong people. Fantastic. Yeah. So like if you just like it's more for like meeting friends, but like there's nothing that says you can't just like go there, expand your social circle, meet people, and then fall in love. Right. And they do have <laughs> ones that are that are for singles, right? Yeah. So it's like singles in their 20s and 30s who like to go hiking, right? Whoa. So I think it's a great because even if you don't meet anybody you're still getting something out of it for yourself like you still went on this amazing hike you still maybe made some connections even though they might not be romantic connections uh-huh. so like there's something about being able to just engage in activities that you genuinely enjoy with the with the possibility of meeting somebody yeah. that does not exist on these apps like mm-hmm. there's there's no way that you can do that while you're on the app it's low pressure too yeah. by comparison there's always that moment when you meet up with someone from an online dating app and then it's just like all right now be romantic i know something about that feels almost like stand-up comedy to me where it's like i'm gonna get up on a stage and then it's like all right everybody i'm gonna be funny right here i go that's what's it's often frustrating when you see in like profiles and stuff and they're like entertain me and it's like fine right yeah i think that's like one of the i'm curious how you guys have navigated this being on so many apps but the first line right so i know people that are like if you say you know something stupid like Hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. that's not a terrible question. But I can see if you get like 200, hey, yeah. what's up? You know, right. it's like, yeah. sup, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you get the sense sometimes people are just like, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, yeah, paste. Absolutely. But I know that's one that gives people like a lot of anxiety sometimes of kind of coming up with the best, most perfect one line opening that will instantly hook. <sighs> Tease, yeah. inspire, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Wow. Inspire. If I could have a pickup line that inspired someone, that'd be incredible. Yeah, you gotta go in a new line of work. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first person I ever like swiped with, he was teaching me really just like how to do Tinder, was I was in I was traveling last year. And he his his big move, everyone always has like their big move or their big strategy. And his was always like, I'm gonna send a nickname and then I'm gonna ask them something like, What mischief have you been up to? Mm-hmm. Which I I think it's hilarious because like I, I was looking at this girl named Jesse and he was like, all right, call her Jazzy Jesse. And I was like, Ugh. I don't want to. So <laughs> I really don't want to. And he's like, no, dude, it'll, it'll like hook her. She'll like, uh, she'll be like thinking about it all day. Like, why do you call me Jazzy Jesse? And like he would, I think he found someone named Laura and he called her like lusty Laura. Oh no. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, she's going to like, be like, why? Like, why, why do you call me Lusty Laura? Like, oh, and it's going to pique her interest. And it's like, everyone always has a strategy. I I'm, feel like if the answer to the why is, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, <bad. right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think you'd have to be really, really careful about the nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That could easily. I did. I did Jazzy Jesse, and then I never did the strategy again. I never heard from Jazzy Jesse. She's still out there somewhere. She's still thinking about why Jazz I called legend. her that. Yeah. She just happened to be a jazz. She's like, I can't deal with no, another it, fan. It gave babe. her a new career path. Yeah, but I think okay. So OK Cupid, I said is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and I think it is because I think they've done a lot in terms of being responsive to catering to lots of different kinds of people. So. I haven't really seen that many dating apps where you can specify and say like, I am a demisexual cis person looking for these kinds of people and I'm in a, you know, a polyamorous relationship. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for hookups and short-term dating and not long-term right. dating and not friends. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that was one of the things that made me like, okay, Cupid's so Yeah. Much. And that you have an opportunity to write as much or as little as you like. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you can go through somebody's profile, get a sense of who they are uh-huh. and, you know, somebody's like, I, you know, favor books, all the potters or something. Yeah. Then, yeah, you can come with something that is probably they hear a lot but a little bit clever like yeah. you know i'm ravenclaw what are you that's it's quick it's easy but it shows that you've like done a little bit of your homework and there's a little bit more of a time investment right yeah. you have to read through somebody's profile but i think the apps where you can you can just swipe or it's it's really like a numbers game mm-hmm. are the most detrimental of of all of the ones that I've seen. And I have like a love-hate kind of with that where I don't want to read like a full bio. I do want to get to know someone before like I actually date them. Okay, Cupid, they do kind of a good, maybe this is like more of a pointing at my impulse control, but uh, Okay, Cupid like has all that information. They answered all the questions and I, some of those questions I just want to ask on a face-to-face basis, which is why I didn't really like Okay, Cupid as much because it did, I guess for things like that though, where you're specifying like, listen, I'm, I'm Polly, like that needs to happen right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. up front. So things like that I understand, but it's when we get into the depths of like no, finding out that oh, Potter, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I love hate it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask because like we we split on like that because I like having the details and he doesn't like having the details as much, which I think is totally fair. Right. Both. But uh, okay, Cupid has like you can answer like a million questions about yeah. Like, like how rough do you like your sex? Like how uh, much do you like feet? I don't know. Right. Like, what are your yeah. political views? Like there's like 700 million questions you can answer. Like do you think uh, along like those lines where it's like maybe we should leave some of this to mystery? Or yes. is it more like we should put in as much as we can to the system and just like, I don't know, hope it sorts itself out. Right. Like, so yeah. So just because we can do something doesn't mean we have to yeah. or that we should. Right. So I think this is like a uh-huh. little bit of where that that warning label can come yeah. in or that yeah. sense of okay be I want to know maybe all these things but you know in yourself like oh it'd be kind of nice to find out a couple of these things on an actual date so yeah. that would be you kind of going in with the intention of I'm going to read enough to get a sense of like is this somebody I want to spend time with yeah. in real life but I'm going to have enough control to like pull away and not see how they answered every single mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I love answering those questions though because you can only see someone's answer if you've answered it. Right. So sometimes, no. sometimes it'll be a question where it's like totally easy enough to answer where you're just like, it's like, would you want to date someone of the same race as you or something? And then it's like, do you like strongly agree? Do you like whatever? Like, do you disagree? That's like a question where it's like, all right, I feel pretty confident in my answer. So I'm going to go ahead and answer to find out theirs. But sometimes there's stuff you don't really like want to admit or you don't want to put down publicly, but someone else has. And it's like, I want to know. I hate that. So maybe I'll answer it just so I can see theirs. I love that. There's that mystery where it's like, I'm, I got to put some skin in the game to find out more about you. <laughs> 
I like, love that. And even when you put that, and this is again the thing that I think we can never forget because it is so important. It's like flying an airplane, right? Like you can read about it, you can look at pictures, you、mm-hmm. can do a simulation, but unless you actually do the thing, you don't know what it feels like. Yeah. So unless you actually meet a person, right? You, it's really hard to really judge, like. How do I feel about you when we're in the same space together?、Mm-hmm. That's why there was some app I can't remember the one. Maybe it was Coffee Meets Bagel or something. But they had like they were introducing like video as a feature,、mm-hmm. so that you can like record yourself giving answers to things. So then you get more of a sense of like how does this person move? How do they like sound? How do they like carry themselves? It's so amazing when you look into the research on like how much we as humans like. Just size people up like that the second we meet them, and it's like I can just tell whether or not I like somebody. Just like bam, like right there, and you can't really figure that out a lot with pictures, but with video and like watching someone in motion, it's like wow, it's such a difference. Like there have been dates where I think I'm attracted to this person based on the pictures, and then like within maybe like a fraction of a second on meeting them, I'm like, now、nah, I'm actually not interested. Right, right.、And、it's like oof,、right. that's tough. Also shallow. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's the whole point of like relationship building, right?、Mm-hmm. So if you you know go to the same bar every single time with your group of friends and it's awesome there and you're like、mm-hmm. they're the best people ever, but then you take them on like a hiking trip and you're like I had no idea that、yeah. this is how they you know how they operate under pressure or in these different circumstances. So yeah, again, there's a certain level of time and commitment that we have to put into relationship、mm-hmm. building in order to build relationship. Like we can't. There's no. Sort of like shortcut yeah, to that,、yeah. right? Do you find that your job has changed since online dating apps have like risen to prevalence?、Like, um, do you notice that coming up more? Real quick before we hop topics, I want to have a question. What is demisexual? <laughs> <laughs> been sitting on this for a minute. <laughs> you guys spend more time with it. Cute, but you'll see a lot of that. Yeah, yes.、Yeah. So、There's people who、um, are not really sexually attracted until they. Are intellectually、mm-hmm. engaged and、oh, okay. in, in okay. involved. Yeah.、Cool. Great, great, great. Second, great job pulling that plane metaphor out. <laughs> that was fantastic. You、yeah. said it's like flying a plane. I was like, no fucking way is she getting this? <laughs> and you did. All right. Now, whatever I said. <laughs> no. Has your job changed? Yeah. Since. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think less so with dating apps and more so with just like social media and the apps,、yeah. the twenty four seven access that people have. To、mm-hmm. things, so I think just all across the board, it's it causes more anxiety. It causes just much more emotional distress、mm-hmm. um, than back in the day, right?、Mm-hmm. Because we had to do a little bit more to get information or to partake in certain activities than we do now, right? So I can like roll over and I have access to everything that I could ever want, whereas back in the day I'd have to like. Go into the living room, you know, suffocate the modem so it wouldn't wake anybody else in the house.、Uh-huh. So, like, it was, you know, I had to put in a lot to、uh-huh. like get the information. But because there's twenty four seven access and there's Instagram and filters and、yeah. you can have it at any time and people are constantly using it and engaged with it, I think it's one harder to shut off. Um, but also, it just causes so much more distress because、yeah. you're seeing people's curated, glamorized lives, and that's. I so I took a trip、um, when I was 33, and I was like, I'm going to do the thing that most people do, like who are 10 years my junior, and like travel by myself, <laughs>、yeah, right? And we, yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> I was like the oldest one there. It was really funny. <laughs> were you in、um, hostels?、Hmm? Were you in hostels? I did mostly stay in、yeah. hostels. Do nothing makes you feel older than being、yeah. in a hostel when you're not. 
21? Yeah. <laughs> 21 oh, is sure. old for hostels. For sure. Yeah. No, some you can't even get into. Like, yeah. he was 30, oh. and I was just like, I think I look young enough. I'm just not going to show my ID. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm your mom for the evening. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's go drink. Brown days. Yeah. <laughs> But like Shirley Temple's only. But um, so I only use I use Facebook almost never. But because I was away, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it'll be cool to like post these pictures yeah. and of the travels. And a year later, Facebook does that whole like your year. Look at where you were last oh, year. Geez. And other people got to see that. And people's response to me were like, that's incredible. That's amazing. Your life's what? Like, it's like you don't work. Like, all of these things. And yeah, it was amazing that I got to do it. But I was like, I would look at a picture and I'd go, that moment was really cool. But I also remember being like, oh, I'm kind of lonely yeah. that day. Right? And that's not something that I could take a picture of and share on Facebook. Yeah. Um, or the meal that I ate. I ate a great meal. I took a picture before I ate it. And then I got deathly ill for the next three days. Yeah. And I like, mm-hmm. didn't take a lot of pictures of that because sure. that's disgusting and sure. nobody wants to see that. Well, not anyone. But there are <laughs> these curated parts of our lives and when we don't stop to kind of take into stock, yeah, there, there are other things that are going on for you. It's very, very easy to start to judge yourself, get down on yourself and kind of go like, oh, like my, my life sucks. I'm the only one who can't find yeah. a date. I'm the only one who's not having fun and missing out on things. Um, and I think that's, that eats at people, especially if you're not able to like pull away from it. Mm-hmm. That's a thing we've talked about a bit is like presenting yourself. What the, the person you present yourself on social media is not often the person that you are yeah. in, in dating apps. And I think sometimes when you look at the person that you've presented and you don't know that you don't add up to that, it's a hard distance to cope with. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed kind of a trend recently in online dating where, uh, I mean, there couldn't possibly be a trend from like the one year when I started to now. I'm sure like this is something that I just noticed. And it has been going on independently for me. Anyway, I'm just going to stop talking about that. Narcissist. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> I find that I, when I started, I would always see people posting their best images. Always like, like here's me, like sitting in the Dead Sea, hanging out. Right. You know? And now I feel like I see the opposite, where I'll see people who actively post like bad pictures of themselves to present like the opposite side and then their descriptions are like I'm bipolar or like I'm uh, right. you know just looking for emotional dependence hey hey um, stuff like that and I think that's like a really interesting trend because like what we were talking about it seems like there's almost a move away because I think at a certain age I think people younger they know more than us about like that split yeah because like you know people have their like finstas and their and their real instagrams and they have like snapchat which like tailors you toward taking bad pictures of yourself which is cool so then i think when you see like younger people on dating apps they're the ones who are more inclined to just like here's like literally here's like me eating a burrito on the toilet or like here's like me making like a really fat face or something and i think those those are great yeah yeah they're showing you like in a much different light than you'd normally get yeah and it's way healthier i think that's kind of the way a lot of things in media and social media kind of go is where at first you want the you see the pristine version of everything and then everyone what ends up being different and unique is like the humanity that you're able to put into it yeah but that's so fascinating to me right because i'm like we'd have to at least be on date nine for me to see you on the toilet yeah. burrito, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But now I get to see that before we ever meet in person, yeah. right? Or that's part of my deciding yeah, factor like for whether... post our Instagrams, then you can just scroll through someone's Instagram and see their entire lives yeah. and you haven't even messaged them yet. Right. So it's, it's fascinating. And I think, um, again, I think it takes somebody to kind of like look at that 
and just be aware, right, of, of sort of like why they're making certain decisions yeah. to either post a picture like that or to swipe on it, what the expectations are around it. Like there's mm-hmm. all sorts of stories that we formulate in our head before we ever meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have so much more information now to help add like flesh and detail to that uh-huh. story. Yeah. So, but we don't often kind of check in and go like, what are my expectations around this? Or what is the story that I'm telling yeah. myself? And then when you meet them, it can sometimes be like a harsh shift into reality. Yeah. Oh, I read this really crazy Wall Street Journal article about basically this, where they were talking about the new trend is really just, you don't know anyone's last name for a long time. That's like the new big thing because then you're opening up like full access to someone's life because once you have their last name, you can look them up on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So like they were describing these people who had like been dating and they met through online and uh, they didn't know each other's last names and they've been dating for like three months and they still hadn't broached the subject yet because it's just like such a serious like thing, which I think is crazy. Wow. Like we don't even want to, like I don't even know your last name yet. We're already like months in. All, see, online dating is just so weird in all the ways that it's just different from traditional dating. Mm-hmm. It's more stressful, but it's also like, there's like ways it can be more rewarding. And it's, I feel like we should talk about positives too. <laughs> we can all just talk about negatives. <laughs> We have a direction. We have a lean. <laughs> I, think, I mean, positives, like, I, Tinder, I think, is really, really awesome mm-hmm. when you're going to, you know, a place that you've maybe never been before and you're going to be there for a really short period of time and you don't really have a lot of time or access to, like, do some of these more traditional ways of yeah. meeting people. So I think that can be cool because you can instantly meet people that you might be, I don't know, you might be able to, like, spark something with. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of incredible to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can... Get off the plane, get on Tinder in that particular place, and have something set up by that evening, which is bonkers. Yes. Right? <laughs> say That's the ideal. I remember when I was traveling, I had the exact opposite. That was, Positive. that was, Positives. That, well, I know, I know. But that was like the exact thing that, that was when I started. I downloaded all the apps like right before I left to go to, I was traveling through Europe. I got off the plane and I opened up Tinder and I started swiping people and just nothing. <laughs> Immediately just like, Nothing. Yeah. I think I met maybe, I was traveling for like two months, I think I maybe met two or three people from online dating, and then everyone else I met for real, like, meeting people in real life. Yeah. Which I thought was way nicer. Like, there wasn't, like, explaining, like, anything online about, like, hey, I'm only going to be here for, like, a short period. Because I think also that maybe, at least in my experience, that came across differently as a man than it might have as a woman, because... Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend who did the same thing. She went to, like, Australia, and she said that she, uh, when she was traveling, she was basically just, like, logging on, and she would just ask guys, like, what's your policy on hookups? And guys were, like, very receptive to that, as you right. might expect. And we, we teach women to be more protective and stuff for good reason, but it also means, like, sparking that, like, instantaneous connection when you're only going to be there for a couple of days It was, like, a lot of, like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to deal with you being here for two days. Like, I know what you want. Right, <laughs> no. right. I thought that was, like, an interesting, like, gender split. Yeah. No, I think it's... It's tough across the board and for different reasons, but I I do think there is, guys have it, you have to have like a really good sense of self-esteem in place (laughs) Um, because, you know, women are bombarded by messages from from guys a lot of times. And and so I think it is like harder to kind of get, I think it's harder to be the guy who actually wants to date and form a connection. To, to be able to kind of like get yourself seen and heard and yeah. responded to with the same like genuine authenticity that yeah. you're trying to put out it can be that can be challenging yeah for sure so with gender when I was doing that I was also in an open relationship and I know this is like a focus of yours I found it was very hard to tell people I was in an open relationship 
because as a guy, I found it very tough because it felt like there was a presumed like like wrongdoing there or something. Like, are you actually in an open relationship? Like you're lying, or yeah, or are you just lying and you're just trying to like cheat on your girlfriend? Whereas when I asked my ex, like, how did that go for you, ex? Now I should just go ahead and post. <laughs> that just jumps forward in the story. But when I asked her like how it was going for her, because she was also traveling, mm-hmm. she said that she really didn't have any trouble with that. The like guys were like, oh, cool, whatever. Yeah. But like for me, it was definitely like a like. I find it very hard to broach the subject because, like, there's just that... It just feels so, like, skeezy of just, like... Well, it was a very labored discussion also of, like, yeah. do you put this... Should you be so upfront that it's in your profile? Yeah. But when you do that, put it in your profile... Immediate drop-off. Flatline. For, right. Yeah, for a while I didn't have it in my profile, and then I would have to broach the subject. And then I put it in my profile, and then I had, like... Oh, there was this one... I had it in my profile. I was just like, hey, like, I'm in an open relationship, whatever... And then I got this this one woman swiped right on me, and we matched. And then I messaged her. I think I had something in my profile about like like I'm just looking for like someone to like help me pull off like a heist. And so I asked her like what her like skill set was for the heist. And then she clearly hadn't looked at my profile before uh-huh. before like swiping. So then she messaged me like maybe a day later, and she was just like, "Oh, cool, an open relationship." Like, that sounds very promising. It was like, oh, great. This is a good start to this conversation. I'm really glad you didn't look at my uh, profile before swiping. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was tough. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it could be, and I don't, I don't know if there's like a right or wrong way to yeah. do it, right? So I think if you put it out there, you're going to get less, you know, there's fewer responses. And it does mean that the people that are responding, you might mm-hmm. have a better opportunity, right, to really like, have I that thought. connection with <laughs> Um, on the reading. flip side, I totally, <laughs> yeah. I could totally appreciate that, right? Of being like, I want you to know me and talk a little bit before, you know, I give you this information, which yeah. I'm going to give to you really early on. But a sense of like, if you just talk to me, then you just give me a chance, you know, that, yeah. that sentiment can come. That was a question I had early on, which was like, as a person in an open relationship, how much do I owe the other person initially? Because it was like, I don't know you. Like, I don't need to like, I don't know that I need to feel like I should have to give you my full life story. Like if we're only going to see each other for a couple of days, do I really owe you that? Or is it like basically on my perspective and for their perspective, can we just treat this as like a casual hookup and not have to like broach that subject? Because if someone's like single and they don't want to like get into a relationship, you might not have to bring that up initially i don't know yeah on hookups are you required to tell someone yeah. you're in an open relationship yeah i always <laughs> it's like an unfair question because i'm a therapist and all i do is like communicate right, right, and right. talk about communication yeah. i i tend to err on the side of of that kind of disclosure yeah. Yeah. um and i actually recommend it even for people that are just like it's a casual hookup yeah and this is Like, to check in that you're both on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. Because it might appear that way on the surface, but we don't ever really know what's going on for the other person. So I just like to reality check it Mm -hmm. and kind of make sure that people are on the same page and and also have a way of talking about something if feelings are caught, right? Like, (laughs) people say, like, I caught feelings. (laughs) What? Were you fishing? I don't understand. (laughs) But I think... Being able to put some of that out to begin with and also have a platform then to come back around to go like, oh, I know we talked about it being this. Here's how I'm actually responding to mm-hmm. it now, right? It just gives you easier access to those conversations if you need to, to have them in the future. Mm-hmm. And people like to know. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but people tend to not respond well and they're like, yeah, sure, fine. It was casual, but you should have told me. Yeah. Or something like that. Right? Yeah. There's a sense of being like duped or, you know, not having all the information that they would have wanted to be able to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So I just tend to, to bear on the side of a full disclosure and letting the other person 
opt in yeah. um, and making sure that, that there's a shared language and a shared understanding of like what's happening. Yeah. Is a poly relationship like synonymous with an open relationship? Um, no. So I would say like consensual non-monogamy is sort of like the big umbrella. So you could have an open relationship, meaning that you and your partner are like swinging or that there are other people that can be involved. Yeah. But poly is really more around like actually having relationships with other people that may not even be sexual, right? It might just be a romantic relationship, but it is the idea of like a, you know, of a full blown relationship, um, somebody that is involved in your life, that you care about, that you have feelings for, that you Mm -hmm. are invested in and therefore you have to communicate with. It's certainly under open relationship, but it's a different level of like how you choose to engage with people. Yeah, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, the distinction always seemed like with an open relationship, you have a primary partner and then you have like maybe like side stuff going on because you're both like open. And then with a poly, it's like everyone is treated very much like equal because. It can be, yeah. Yeah, because you're like the way you said, like somebody might be like a romantic one, somebody might be a non romantic one. It's like you're fulfilling different needs with different people, but it's not like one person's the primary. Whereas an open relationship, it's like I have a primary base to come back to, and that's like my person, and then I can just like go off and have fun with someone else, or I could go off and like grab coffee with someone else or whatever, and it's like fine. All of that is true, and... Love it. (laughs) But... And... (laughs) Again, I think this is why it's important for people to Mm -hmm. talk about what they mean when they're saying certain things. Yeah. Because you can have that... So you can have an open relationship where one person does identify as poly. Oh, interesting. Right? So it's not just... Just mixing. (laughs) Wow. Right, and you can have polyamorous relationships where there is a hierarchy. Wow. Right, so... That feels weird to have a hierarchy, so, you know, we're one where one person is considered the primary, mm-hmm. like this is the person I'm making life decisions with, and I might have other people in my life, but I am kind of tearing them. And so for the person that's maybe the paramour or the secondary person or the tertiary person, mm-hmm. like there is a certain understanding that that primary couple needs to have around the privileges that they and the pressures that exist. And, yeah. and there's a lot of navigation and being able to check in with people always making sure that we're being respectful but also that you know there's there's like a consent that's involved mm-hmm. right and this is how this is the role this is the role I want to play this is how we understand it and I'm, I'm opting into this mm-hmm. right do you find people that are just like nailing it they're you're like uh, they're in a poly or an open relationship and it's just like well I guess being a therapist <laughs> they probably you know having some sort of turbulence but like do you find some people who are like yeah they seem to pretty much have it down like it seems like it's so careful and uh like it has to be constant crazy communication and an understanding like if i was in a hierarchy of a poly relationship i would find it hard not to be at least a little hurt if i wasn't like top tier uh but i guess if like myspace top friends exactly (laughs) i'm number three I'm sorry, I like zoned everything, and then I was just like, oh, MySpace. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. So, yeah, do you find people that are, like, doing it great? It's going wonderfully? Uh, is that a common thing? Yeah, I think, so it takes it takes a lot of what you're talking about. A lot of communication, a lot of checking in, a lot of work. Um, and I do think there are people who do it really well. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it will always feel great or yeah. that it always goes well. Just like these relationships where people are like, we never actually have any tension. <laughs> right. And I'm like, are you communicating? <laughs> like, do you actually engage with one another? Because it's almost impossible, right, to not have any tension or not have feelings come up when you're when you're deeply involved with another person. Mm-hmm. But I don't actually think that it's any, you know, people are like, I could never do that. It's just, it seems so hard. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, yeah, you have to be open to communicating. But I, I think one of the things that people don't realize is when you're dating, even if it's in a more traditional monogamous sense, there are just things that you kind of choose to opt out of mm -hmm. communicating around that you are not given the same opportunity to opt out of if you want to have healthy polyam or open relationships mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah i find it it's it's funny when you hear that because like having more than one relationship is of course like a different beast and it's like hard in its own way but it's not like having one relationship with one person is easy right that's still tough right you yeah. still just, experience yeah. jealousy there's still hurt feelings right yeah. but i think sometimes the way in which we're even allowed to talk about those things within those kinds of relationships you know, you might get jealous over your girlfriend's relationship with their boss, mm -hmm. but then there's no access to talk about it. Whereas in an open relationship, you're talking about that stuff, yeah. right? You're talking about those hurt feelings. And it's mm -hmm. not that people in these relationships don't get jealous or don't have hurt feelings, but there's just a different platform and, and way that, that you can communicate around it that's open and accepted. Do you think that, have you seen like an increase in maybe a positive I'm going to start this question four times at a minimum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe a positive of dating apps is like, I think it's exposed these communities. Uh, it's able to, you're able to find a community that's specific to these sorts of things. If you want to be poly, you can, as you said, with yeah. Cupid, they do a good job of distinguishing that. And you're able to find these things that are a niche in some uh, communities. Do you find that the general public seems to gravitate more toward those? Like now that it's been normalized a little bit, or maybe they've been pushed into the public eye a little bit more more people are receptive to that kind of lifestyle. And also in like the queer sense, if you're able to like being able to find those communities a little easier. Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. If there's any positive, it's, yeah. it's just being around, um, being able to connect with like-minded people or people that, that that actually will be a good match for you mm -hmm. that you might not be able to discover otherwise because of things like how open they are, how out they are in their own communities. like. You know, not everybody can be out all the time for lots of different reasons, particularly in like our current yeah. environment. Yeah. So to be able to have this kind of like safe space um, where you can click a couple of boxes and suddenly see an influx of, oh, these are people that are in my community or community over, but who get me, who have, share my same identity, who want some of the same relationship things that I want. That's incredible mm. um, so I think that's a huge huge positive as for it being like more normalized I think there's still a ton of stigma 100%. yeah um, a lot of it but I think that that also makes those communities even more important and yeah. being able to have access to it even more important yeah I saw with um when that whole Ashley Madison oh yeah thing happened was like generally speaking I think most of the public it was just sort of like a joke because it's like oh good those like cheating people got caught but there was also like this undercurrent of like yeah but also a lot of gay people were on that site i saw there was like a reddit post from somebody who was like from like saudi arabia and they were like hey like i need to learn quickly how to get out of saudi arabia because now the hack has happened that has now outed me in my community and this is punishable by death wow. yeah so like i think it's really incredible that online dating is able to let people find each other that like would otherwise it might be dangerous yeah. to find each other. Yeah. Like imagine like Brokeback Mountain if those two cowboys could have just swiped right at each other and then it's like, great. Right, right. <laughs> now we've got a movie. Yeah. Right. That's a different movie. Yeah. Rom-com. <laughs> that tent would have been like an exclusive Airbnb and it would have been a, yeah. Right? It been <laughs> they would have been in a match and find each other and that's it. That was but, a short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that's a good point. Especially, you know, New York, I think we get spoiled mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because you you can kind of find whatever you want yeah. with with relative ease 
Yeah. Um, like there's Open Love NYC and they do poly cocktails every Monday mm. on this nice rooftop. Like you don't have to, you know, like tap three times and twirl around and say a secret <laughs> word to get in. You just go, I'm here for Open yeah, Love. Yeah, there's like a upstairs. lot of gay bars and like plenty of Gay bars, other bars. Can't, like you can find it. But I think in, in communities, you know, outside of New York City, you know, I don't know if you've traveled a lot in New York State, but um, even within this state that is as like, liberal yeah. as it is, there are lots of pockets where it's really, really, really hard and maybe unsafe, mm-hmm. right, for people to mm-hmm. openly assert themselves and therefore limiting their chances of, of being able to like find those connections. Yeah. I want to ask about the uh, we mentioned the political climate. I <laughs> love I love it because you see so many people that say like no Republicans in their profile or something. What do you think of that trend of like people just like is that good that people are just specifying like I want to be with someone who's like minded or is that more of like this is maybe a little worrisome because because people aren't trying to connect with people who are maybe different than themselves. The way I see it, and, and I totally, um, my dating took a hit after all this happened. <laughs> yeah. so I was just like, yeah. I don't know who you are, yeah. right? And and when you feel like you're under attack, th- there's a self-protection and mm-hmm. a self-preservation that comes in. So I think that's sort of the lens that I see that through is when people are saying like, no Republicans, like no cis white guys. Yeah. Like it's really around like I don't know who you are and I need to feel safe, but I also want to continue dating. Yeah. yeah. That's an opportunity for like the user to kind of check in and go like, is actually right now the time that I should be dating and opening myself up to people that might not actually be safe for me. Yeah. These are the barriers, these are the the ways that they're trying to protect themselves, but it can be limiting, it can create some other issues in terms of the dating world. But I kind of just see it as, you know, somebody came in and they were like, these are all the things on my profile. My conversation would more be around like, so something's happening for you. Yeah. Right. And this mm-hmm. is around your safety. And can we talk about safety and what safety can look like if you're going to be going on these dates Mm -hmm. um, and looking at, you know, do we need to hold these things in place? What does that mean for you? And if we let go of some of these things, again, what are things that you need to do to stay safe Mm-hmm. in these you know somewhat dangerous encounters did this happen while you were the big political shift that recently took place yeah did that happen while you were dating yeah yeah okay. I like immediately like changed a profile and then I looked at it and I was like oh interesting you know I definitely was that person who was like no and no and no and if you even <laughs> and I took a look at it through you know therapist eyes and I was like Okay, so this is all about your safety and about self-protection. And truth of the matter is, I was like, you're probably not in a very good space to go and have these kinds of interactions right now. Yeah. So that means take yourself off of it, kind of do a little bit of that work, and then you can re-engage, keeping in mind, like, what do I need to do to be to be okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's, like, a point when we go back to, like, leaving that stuff out of our profiles? Because it, it still just seems, like, so vitriolic and just, like, there that it's like it's almost like hard to imagine people going back to just like yeah like I date a Republican again or like you voted for Trump but that's fine like do you think like we just sort of go back or is that just like contingent on like what happens with like the midterms and the next election and like how like the country can heal in that way before it even trickles down to like the dating apps yeah I have a, it's, I think it's it's gonna take yeah. that it's, <laughs> it's years. gonna have to be a triple oh man we got years <laughs> more hopefully than hopefully not years hopefully <laughs> not years yeah. but I, I do I think people are feeling really uneasy and for mm-hmm. really good reasons yeah right I think it's really hard to kind of like walk into I had this this happened just the other day I was out with a friend and we were going to um, sex expo in Brooklyn it's free you guys should go it's every September 
Um, and it's a very like sex positive place. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really great. But I went to brunch and there was a group of like, you know, four white guys and they were talking about the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it makes no sense that she would wait this long. It makes no sense. Yeah. You know, why now? She's probably paid off. That's the atmosphere that we're in. Yeah. So, you know, luckily, you know, I was able to kind of like get the check, get right. out. It wasn't worth it kind of getting into it with them. But you imagine that on a date. Right. Right. You imagine that as the person that you are now in this, you know, possibly very intimate situation with and that being some of the rhetoric. Yeah. I I don't know if it's really that possible right now anyway for people to kind of divorce their political beliefs from what they, how and how they're actually engaging with people. It does feel like everyone is so bristled right now that they speak in the extremes of their opinions. And so when you have such certainties, like it's impossible, she had to have been paid off, like things like that. It's like, well, you're not posing this as a discussion then, which when it's not being posed as a discussion, which seems to be like the impulse, the shoot from the hip way that dialogues happen nowadays. It's difficult to imagine that on a date setting, like yeah. you said. Like, my mom is maybe leaning a little bit more Democrat. My dad is maybe a little bit more Republican, very Republican. Uh, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, Mom. Oh, God. Adam, <laughs> God. Uh, I have a great family therapist. But that was something that they were able to navigate. Uh, and it certainly was polarizing back then as well. But I don't know. It's so outwardly polarized right now. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah, it, it seems like we'd have to lean a little bit more towards some sort of bipartisanship. But that's not the current tone of conversation. Yeah. And there are so many like invisible identities, right? So, so you imagine dating, you know, as a person of color, that's pretty visible, right? Yeah. But you don't know... A person's, you know, immigration status. You don't know what their sexual orientation or affectional orientation is. You don't know. So I think it becomes really challenging, right, to imagine putting yourself in a situation where somebody could say, like, yeah, I voted for Trump. And for somebody sitting across from you who might feel very impacted yeah. by the decisions that yeah. that administration to not say, yeah. You don't have my well-being in mind, right? You are actually attacking me by that vote or by telling me that you voted in that way. Um, So again, I just think it's it's really tense and heated right now and people need to be just aware of how that might be impacted on a, on a date or something like that yeah yeah i guess it's it's really interesting for me because like there's definitely a question of like safety that has to be considered and especially you know for like a person of color and a woman it's much different for you than it is for me as straight white guy how's it going like i don't have to worry when i'm walking home at night that sort of thing just like the world is just different for me but so for me it's like i guess i wouldn't find it as difficult to sit across from someone who has views that i strongly disagree with even if I know that they've like hurt me or others because it's almost for me like it's almost like a like a learning experience of like how did you get to where you are and how did I get to like I don't want to just date someone who has like mirror image values as me but at the same time like I understand like when it personally affects you that like hey your vote did x but it's like I also just I find it like so hard to just like identify someone with just like well, you voted for this person, and so like I would never be attracted to you, mm-hmm. or something like. I guess maybe that's part of it is because we grew up in Virginia, so like further south you go, like when like when I went from where I was in college in Northern Virginia to where I was grew up in Southern Virginia, like the second you go even a mile south of that town where my college was, is like Confederate flags everywhere. So like I know plenty of people who are like 
that kind of conservative and it's sort of like if i met one of you guys on a dating app like would i be detested i don't know like i I think it'd be kind of fun to have like that kind of discussion on a date because i always like having like really challenging discussions on dates yeah i think it's i think it's fun to like be able to talk about that and i think so the question right Mm -hmm. that you can kind of like pose to yourself right is like how does the skin and the body that i'm in right allow me exactly to show up in that way right to find this as like an intellectual yeah for me it's it's more intellectual and like sitting back a bit whereas like for you and for other people it's like yo this is real right this is like a real thing where like this person's really trying to take away my rights i guess i'm just like reticent to like block someone off completely just because of that because also there's like the contingent of people who like regret their votes whichever side they voted for and stuff so it's like i i just hesitate to like define someone by that i think well i think i see what you're saying because i think my dad is of that same cloth yeah uh where i uh, I know <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't tell our listeners to stop listening. Um, but no, talk. I think these people are coming to you and you're like, hey, I voted. They're like, I voted for Trump. And they might not align with those views that are saying like, oh, yeah, I voted to take your rights away. But it's like, but you did. Yeah. Whether or not you're coming to the table with that intention, you did take that action, which has like maybe directly affected me or my family. Well, I think ex- exposure to that also is is something that I think is healthy and one of the reasons why I kind of hope that we as like like beyond just like the political thing at the top that we could like down at the bottom like like it's almost like it would almost be like so valuable to me. Like, obviously safety is still like the main concern. But it'd be, like, so valuable to me if, like, you could just have, like, the situation where, like, you're sitting across the table from someone and you're like, now we care about each other and stuff, but, like, you need to know that, like, your action did this even if you didn't intend it. And now they have skin in the game because now they know someone. Like, how many, like, you know, people don't care about an issue at all until they are personally affected by it? If you're dating someone who you, your vote, like, hurt, I think that's so much more real. But to get to that point from the jump is tough because you, you really do have to like watch out for yourself. Yeah. And I definitely have seen an increase of, of people, of couples coming in who are um, in these relationships, right, where one partner identif- is white and another partner mm-hmm. is a person of color, where, you know, they've been able to kind of like operate on this very like human to human level until now. Yeah. Right, where where things are just kind of being kicked up and thrusting, then they have to talk about it because yeah. it is something that has always been there, but maybe they've been able to kind of, you know, just push it to the side or just yeah. kind of focus in on our relationship and how we are. So I think it's a really interesting question and in, in how it affects dating right now, but certainly I would say it, it has and it does. Yeah. Yeah. It almost like feels like being in an open relationship where it's like like the communication has to be there because like you need to be able to talk about what you're doing in the open relationship that you wouldn't be able to do in like a normal monogamous relationship. And if you can't talk about it, that's a problem. And if you aren't okay with those things as you're talking about it, then that's a problem. So I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's very interesting like, how the world has, like, it's like dating apps change the world and then the world changed dating apps. Right, right. To coin right. a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> write that down, Tucker. I will. <laughs> we recorded it. <laughs> we'll write it down. You'll need it. <laughs> probably get off politics <laughs> um, I want to be respectful of your time um, we're wrapping yeah. up so thank you so much Thanks. for yeah. sitting down with us chatting with us this has like been 
a whole lot of fun. A lot to think about. A <laughs> lot to think about. I'm like, you have so much to edit. <laughs> no. Actually, almost nothing. Seriously, this has been really good. Uh, we'll just edit ourselves out of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Every single episode we have that comment. <laughs> we, Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. yeah. What we is, see where are people. We? <laughs> we see lots of people. Um, FreshPathNY.com. Um, you can get in contact with us. We have a team of really amazing therapists that work on relationship issues, anxiety, mood. We work with individuals. Come and see us because this stuff is hard to work out and there's no reason to have to, to sort it out. Thank you. That's great. Cool. Awesome. Tom? Then uh, I'm so good at the outro. Yeah. I've never. I've really it. lost my skills in the last few months. Uh, and so that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Undesirables Pod. You can find Tucker at Tucker Wins. You can find me at Mr. Thomas Ella. Send us your hate mail to The Undesirables Podcast at gmail.com. I'm missing something. Nah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Clap. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I gotta work on my. <sighs> that was a lot of fun.